is closed captioned for the thinking impaired. Students, um, I can never remember. Is it the University of Colorado? Is it Colorado University? It's CU. Yeah, Colorado University. But they go by the University of Colorado, right? They do, yeah. Okay, that's always confused me. They're they're pretty free-flowing around here. Well, I think they might be trying to distinguish themselves from the UC with all the California schools. So, But is this a Pac-12 school? And uh, I had the chance of uh, the opportunity to be at Pastor Hayes' installation. When was that? How far back does that go now? That was Mother's Day. Mother's so, Day. Yeah, early May. Yes, the dedication I had of uh, skipping Mother's Day uh, to come up uh, and fly up to be. That was one of the weirdest things, I have to tell you. I flew up from Albuquerque to Denver, rented a car, and then made it back. In fact, I think I was at my church service here in Albuquerque. I went to church wow. here in Albuquerque and then flew up and then came back the same night. Didn't even bring anything along other than my vestments. So uh, anyway, so uh, it's nice to have you in our neck of the woods and up there at uh, University Lutheran Chapel in Boulder, um, one of our full-time campus ministries and LCMSU chapters. So you've just been there about uh, what, uh, what is this, about two and a half months now? Yeah, over a couple months. And you've learned everything there is possibly to know about campus ministry over a summer, right? <laughs> oh, I think I'm pretty much an expert at this point. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, one of the things I thought would be fun to have you on um, to talk about is, uh, you know, how do we get, you know, what what are some tips for our new workers that are out there? You're not probably the only person. We've got probably other DCEs or pastors or deaconesses or lay people trying to start campus ministry from scratch this fall. And uh, and then I thought what we'd do is give you a chance to get a little seasoned with this over the course of the coming year. And then maybe next summer at the same time, we'll call you back and have you on again and we'll talk about what you've learned and then you will be an expert. Yeah, that'd be great. So anyways, thanks for being with us. Uh, what's it like living in Boulder? It's great. The uh it gets pretty hot, but then, like, right in the afternoon, the clouds come off the mountains, and it cools everything down. And um, if you get really high, you can always go up in the mountains and find snow somewhere. So yeah, I'm sure really uh, I'm sure there are many people listening that are like, I don't want to hear about hot in Boulder, Colorado. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, I lived in St. Louis for a long time, and uh, it, it's pretty brutal in the summer there. Well, that's one thing, though. You don't get a lot of humidity. 
That's, no, we don't have humidity at all. So uh, now tell us a little bit about your, about your background, because many people maybe in the campus ministry world and LCMSU Nation aren't as familiar with you. Um, how did you end up there at Boulder? Yeah, well, um, well, I mentioned St. Louis. That's where I was at seminary. Okay. And um, when, uh, let's say, I did my vicarage was at a campus ministry in southern Illinois uh, at Carbondale. Okay. And, you know, at the time I didn't really think, I didn't make a lot of it. Um, I enjoyed it. I did it. Um, but then I went to, if if you can think of, what a normal Lutheran Missouri Senate congregation is. That's what I was at in Nebraska, and it was great. Uh, fantastic people, absolutely loved it. Um, so I, I did that for five years in Nebraska, um, and now uh, just, uh, I think it was, was it Holy Week? I think that I got the call here. Um, I think it was, or right, right about Holy the time. All you can think about is I got four yeah. or five services so, and this, that, and the other thing. So I had that uh, kind of thrown into my Holy Week, um, and uh, ended up accepting. And so, and like we said, I've been here uh, since May. And uh, if I recall, you have some family. Your wife's family, maybe in the Colorado Front Range area. Yeah, my wife's family is uh, up a little farther north, and. Um, and uh, we have some other distance families, some cousins and things uh, in Longmont, which isn't too far from Boulder. And, and so, yeah, we've well, got family. Well, that is fantastic. Is nice. And uh, I yeah, understand your your wife is expecting, right? Yeah. Our number three is due at the middle to end of December. And uh, we just had that ultrasound last week, so we've seen baby number three. But uh, well, that is awesome. We, we usually wait to find out if it's a boy or a girl till the birth. So we're, okay. we like to we like to keep things a surprise. I well, guess. I know you guys time this just well enough that uh, right around Christmas time and right before the Liberty Conference, so uh, we'll be paying attention, and hopefully, you can still make it to the Liberty Conference. And uh, kudos to I'll, you. I'll, yeah, we'll tell you what, I'll bring baby pictures. There you that. go. Kudos to you and your wife for uh, one of the... We always love kids because we love kids, but we also love kids because they're future college students. So thank you for uh, right. helping to create another college student for 18 years down, <laughs> down the line. <laughs> so uh, so did, you never really thought you'd end up being a campus pastor, and boom, here you are. Yeah, yeah. It, now, yeah, one of the, well, I just, like I said, I never really thought one way or the other about it. So uh, let me ask you, as you've had a couple of months to kind of chill and have your uh, soy lattes or whatever they drink in the People's Republic of Boulder in the summer, um, ultimately the question is often asked, what is a campus pastor? How is it any different? Have, have you had a chance to learn and figure that out in terms of what is the difference? Or is yeah. it one? Well, there is and there isn't. Um, we use that word campus, uh, you know, campus ministry, campus pastor, um, but that's really shorthand for the one ministry, the only one that Christ gave uh, from Christ uh, to his apostles and their successors to the church on a campus or to people on a campus uh, or past, you know, campus pastors. You're doing the same thing. You're giving the Word of God, teaching, um, praying, giving the sacraments, but you're doing it 
next to a campus, uh, on campus with students. Um, so instead of doing it, so I'm not, I'm not doing it so much in a hospital room or a nursing home anymore, um, but I'm doing it on a university campus. And so there's different challenges, different ways you might go about some things, but it's the same ministry. It's the same word of God. You know, and that that's uh, that's very well put. And you know, I found out I'm I'm 15, 16 years removed now. But uh, you know, when I was a first young rookie campus pastor, it finally dawned on me: hey, this is really no different than than you know. There is the ministry, and then there's the the context in what you're placed in. And you know, I was in a dual parish in Montana, two congregations 55 miles apart. And uh, instead of visiting people when they're out, you know, working on their tractors or working at the local store or whatever, or going in their homes, you're going to dorm rooms and apartments and uh, hanging out in a college environment. And it's just a matter of how you apply that ministry to people in the context in they're at. And so um, anyways, um, so basically you got all the tools you need and you're getting ready. You're probably sitting here thinking, uh, I mean, when does school start for you? Yeah, uh, about uh, three weeks, uh, the 20th, or or the, if that's the weekend, the, the the Monday after that, whatever that is. Sure. So you got like two or three weeks getting ready. Uh, imagine a little bit of anticipation. Going to be uh, lots of, uh, you've had the chance to kind of get them know the kind of the folks that are around there, some of the students that are around in the summertime. And yep. all of a sudden, boom, there's going to be all these people that come out of the blue. And... Uh, you know, before we dive into the, you know, some of these ideas, of, I've been brainstorming in my own mind um, some ideas for, for how to get students connected. Because in reality, that, that is really the most important thing yeah. right, off of the, right out of the chutes. And I suppose you spend a lot of time pondering that. Yeah, well, especially as, you know, they're getting to a new place and they're just having tons of information thrown at them from every direction. No, absolutely. Um but I just wanted to kind of share, I've been kind of sharing this with other people that, uh, and as a young worker, uh, I've kind of identified, uh, you know, when you go work for the Synod, they ask you to come up with acronyms. And I came up with one for why we should care about campus ministry, and I'm trying to get it out there. So let me just kind of highlight this for everybody. There's, as far as I see it, there's four main reasons why we do care about campus ministry. First of all, catechizing and caring for our own. And in my mind, that's job number one. Um, and I'm sure you've thought about this, Josh, is uh, that that's why you want to get a hold of these students, especially our LCMS yeah. kids, to track them down, to keep them connected to the faith, right? Exactly, yeah. I mean, I mean sometimes it feels like all you do as a pastor is catechesis. It's just just different places that you go, different situations, but it's all the same. No, and it, it never ends. Ten commandments apply no matter where you are. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, the catechesis never ends, and... You know, one of the number one goals that you have as a young campus pastor is to be a pastor to those that are among the uh, the body of Christ and those specifically that uh, you've been called to serve are LCMS students. Um, so that's the C in care. The A in care is the opportunity that we have for apologetics in the academic square. As I've always telling people, there's so many reasons to be there uh, near the campus and the University Lutheran Chapel in Boulder, you guys are about as close to campus as you can get. Why don't you explain to everybody kind of how you're located relative yeah. to the campus there? Well, we are just on the 
So on the <clears throat> on the west side of the campus, you have mountains, of course, and then on the east side is us, and we are right by the football stadium. I mean, so you look out. I mean, we are basically like in the center of everything. Right. I mean, you're right there. It's a great location. Um, you can look out and see a you know field hockey game or a women's soccer tournament or football practice, like literally uh, right out your window. Yeah. Um, but then you step on the campus, and uh, there's a lot of craziness that goes on. A lot of the academic, a very high, you know, Colorado, University of Colorado's got a lot of high academic standards. There's a lot of, uh, and a lot of uh, craziness that takes place. You've got the, um, now if I understand right, you have kind of a, you have kind of a classics background a little bit? I do, yeah. I, yeah, I, I did a degree at Washington University when I was in St. Louis also. Okay. Yeah. In classics. Yeah. Okay. And uh, so I guess the bottom line is there's a lot of opportunities that we have to be involved in the incubator of ideas that is our college campuses. Um, And so uh, I think that will will, uh, serve you in good stead as you try to be on campus and uh, kind of, you know, we need to be a beacon of light. You know, I I often have heard uh, young people say, you know, pastors, oh, we almost have to teach other people how to how to think <laughs> on a college campus anymore so that we can even talk to them. Um, yeah. But we need to be there. We need to be in the academic square, and you've been placed right there. And so that's exciting. So catechizing and caring for our own, apologetics in the academic square. The R is reaching out to those who are lost, um, the atheists, the agnostic, the the seekers, the searchers. They're all there in spades on any college campus, but uh, in many cases and in great number there at uh, the University of Colorado. And then finally engaging a dying culture with Christ. And of course, the answer of that, you've already figured out, is the same ministry that you applied to those that you were within your flock in in Nebraska. It's the same thing that uh, those students from that congregation that may have gone off to school, um, the students that you're going to have a chance to serve and then you're already starting to serve, they need the same thing. And we need to be yep. there in the midst of this, uh, in midst of this this climate and this context of the college campus to engage this dying culture with Christ. So, let's talk a little bit about getting students connected. How have you? What have you had a chance to do in this first little summer period where you've had a couple of months to try to? You've got a chance to get to know your own students, but uh, what kind of uh, now? You know, the age-old question for campus pastors and campus workers is, does the college help you out? Does the University of Colorado help you out at all in this regard? Yes, they do. Um, They have a religious campus organization office, um, and the various campus ministries around, uh, you know, whether it's Roman Catholic or whatever, um, we all are the students are have an opportunity to fill out a card and they can check what their affiliation is if they want to. So they can check uh, Lutheran, Missouri Synod, and then that gets to me, and then I can reach out to them uh, and to their pastor. And so we do get some help from the university, which is nice. Uh, now, obviously, they don't have to fill out that card, or they might lose sure, it in their packet of, you know, a thousand papers, but uh, it certainly helps, yeah. Well, and that's that's a tool, and, and frankly, you have no idea how fortunate you are. I haven't done a poll like this for a while. Maybe I'll do it soon, but I, I would say at least 75% of our college campuses, they don't do that. 
Um, this used to be par for the course, but uh, and if they do do it, they might have Lutheran, but not ELCA yeah. or Missouri Synod. So wow. Well, we have a, an ELCA group, and they're uh, basically uh, together with the Episcopalian group, and so uh, it it is differentiated on that card because we do have two options. Yeah. Well, and that's nice. I mean, I mean. Basically, one of the things that if for any of our campus ministry workers out there, those are new, the first thing you got to do is figure out what tools are available to you to find students. Um, Maybe not all colleges will help in this regard, but in this case, you certainly want to take advantage of that and use that. But you don't want to rely solely on it either. Yeah, no, yeah. And I don't know if this is on one of your items on your list, but the the other one that occurred to me, because I am new to this, was, well, pastors, right? Because when I was a pastor and I had high school graduates, I was always thinking, all right, well, what do we do with them when we send them off? So I also, you know, through district and through email and stuff, been trying to get pastors to get in touch with me. And that's been good, too, because then I can talk to the pastor. Um, In some cases, even if they're not too far away, go to their house so they know who I am, they know what I look like before they even get to campus. No, and that's that's fantastic. So that's been I mean, good too. Basically, you just got to kind of reverse your instincts and whatever instincts yeah. you had when you were on the other side of it. You got to think about, hey, if I'm if I'm the guy at the University of Colorado, which, which I am now, what would I like? And uh, and so yeah, there's there's nothing better than when pastors, um, especially or parents or sometimes grandparents. Have you had a grandparent yeah. call yet? That happens sometimes too. Uh, I haven't had any grandparents call me, but yeah, I have sometimes parents, grandparents will yeah. call up and go, "Hey, my kid's a deadbeat, but I got a grandkid that's coming your way." <laughs> <laughs> um, but you know, names are gold. Any way you get it, any way you get that contact information, uh, sometimes you'll get a little name scribbled on a piece of paper, and you're like, "Okay, I got the name, and I know kind of what where they're from." You might need to do a little research. And sometimes you have to go hunting around uh, Facebook, doing some Google searches or whatever. You don't want to look like a creeper. But um, I have found myself even on Facebook dropping, trying to hunt somebody down and trying to drop them a note and say, hey, you know, I, you know, I know you don't know who I am, but I got your name from so-and-so, just wanted to make a connection. But I guess that underscores, um, as we talk about, I got about seven or eight different things uh that uh, I think would be worth chatting for the sake of everybody else out there and also for you. But as you figured out, nothing really matters. Nothing else matters right now between now and mid-September other than getting in the flow of things. That first month of school, more than hunting uh, for students and helping them to get connected. Um, in my estimation, most of our college students, they make their their connections, their closest friends, the habits that they get into, the rituals that they make as new students all get solidified in that first four to six weeks of their collegiate experience as freshmen. And so the sooner you can get in touch with them, um, the better. And so, uh, so that's really job number one. The, the other thing uh, I always like to point out to people and other campus pastors out there and other campus ministry workers, since not all of them are pastors, um, I always try to point out, don't overdo things. And this is my encouragement to you, uh, being being a newbie at this, is don't overplan too much stuff that first couple of weeks so that you have time when you get flooded with all these new names and people that you have time to actually kind of spend 
time, you know, tracking them down, getting together, having coffee with them, helping them to feel comfortable. Um, because trust me, it'll be, you'll show up that first Sunday, you'll think you have a good uh, handle on it. And all of a sudden it's like, wow, um, I showed up to church and half of everybody here I haven't seen before. And I didn't know that they were coming. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. Um, that's good advice. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, um, one of the things that everybody has to think through um, is how do students today connect? You know, when I started out, and I know I sound like, hey, I'm the 49-year-old old campus pastor. It used to be email. Now you have students that are like, they could care less about email. Um, I know you're not a big Facebook aficionado, but some students... Not yet. I'm getting there. The you got to get there. teaching me. Yeah. <laughs> they, they helped me sign up for an account and showed me, you know, some stuff. So but the thing there. is, is that some students, they won't even do Facebook anymore. Yeah, some and I kind of found that out, yeah. Um, some of them, it'll be texting. Some of them will be, you know, I've had uh, my own, some of my own, uh, my, my eldest son is getting ready to go to college and he's trying to get me to, to get into Snapchat and Instagram and all this kind of stuff. And I'm like, I can't keep track of it anymore. But you'll have to, one of the questions I always ask people when I, when I get, tried in trying to get them connected is what is the best way to get a hold of you? Because you can't assume it's the same for everybody. Um, so just something to keep in mind. And you got to keep track of that. And what it means is the onus is on you to find 8 million different, you, you got to kind of hit them from a multiple, uh, multiple angles here. Yeah. One of the things I would encourage you to do with your students is to give the new students, especially freshmen, a chance to ask the questions that they have. I think we oftentimes underestimate how our young people, they're used to going, think about when you're in Nebraska Kids have always, well, that's the only church I've gone to, and now I go off to the University of Colorado in Boulder. Everything's different. Why does this pastor do this? Why do they do this at the church? How does this church run? Um, they have questions. And uh, just like you would be if, if you were a newbie, um, I think it's a great thing to just have a, have a social time or kind of a table talk opportunity and just say, hey, ask me anything. Ask me anything. Maybe have some of your key students involved that are involved in leadership positions, ask us the questions you have. Uh, give them a chance to kind of ask their questions. Uh, you're new at this, but guess what? They're new at this too. Yeah. And a um, couple other quick things. And you know, we just got about three minutes here left. I told you this; these programs go fast. Um, an encouragement to, to you're going to find out, and you maybe already have, is every group on campus will offer free stuff to students to try to get them to come to your church. Um, I would like to encourage you not to do that. Um, as I always want to say, pizza is great, um, but, and it is great, but it's not the gospel. And I think we do need to treat, um, you have the chance to set a tone, Josh, and everybody out there with treating these young people as adults. They're going to college. They're making some important life decisions. They can decide for themselves a lot of things like, do I want to go to this church for the right reasons or because they're just offering me something to try to get me in the door? Um, I don't know. Have you experienced that, that, uh, you know, everybody has all these different gimmicks to try to get people in? Have you run into any of that yet? Yeah, there's uh, a little bit of that. Um, we, interestingly enough, we had two guys show up last night and they're not permanent students. They're just here uh, for a summer thing. Uh, but they're Episcopalians, but they came to the Lutheran church uh, because of 
theological reasons, which really hmm. impressed me, because these are sure. like 18-year-old kids. Sure. <laughs> so, um, so they were not looking for gimmicks. Yeah. No, you treat them like adults. They are adults. And so so you want to do, you know, whatever you do. And I guess my last little bit of advice here before we wrap this up, uh, um, and maybe I didn't get to a couple of these. Maybe I'll, I'll develop kind of a blog post or something and send it around the horn. But, you know, uh, do the best that you can to, to, you know, everybody out there to, to, to track these students down, show them that you care. Uh, you don't want to be seen as a creeper. And for many of them, they're not, they're like, wow, I've never had a pastor or or another worker try to try to get connected with me, but show them that you care and treat them with the kind of the respect that you would, you know, treat them the way you'd like to be treated when you showed up to college to know that you care and to know that you're there, how to get involved and, uh, and treat them like the adults that they are. And many of them have big questions, give them the chance to, to ask them. And, and, you know, I guess my final encouragement to you is just uh, be the pastor you already are and you've already figured that out. So, Sounds good. anyways, uh, anyways, a little bit of a different program, you know. Uh, nice to have you on. Uh, I'm looking forward to uh, maybe a year from now getting you back on and learn, figuring out what you've kind of learned and uh, uh, maybe some new yeah, ideas. That, yeah, then I can come back and say how I didn't know anything and I didn't know what I was talking about. <laughs> <laughs> That's all we have time for here in the Student Union. College students, remember, college is tough. You need Jesus. We'll help. 